Unsure about your future after school? From finances to college, from adult education to military options, the Life After School podcast is for you. Now on to the host, Charles Prince. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life After School. I am glad all of you are joining us today as we continue to talk about our topic of our current series about shopping. And before we talk a little more about that, just want to again, thank you to all of our listeners and to our subscribers. We are so thankful that you are continuing to listen to all of these podcasts, continue to share, continue to spread the word about this podcast, especially to those who are starting out life and our young adults that are trying to figure out their way through life. And even if you're are older and you are just needing some tips or some information just about some things in general, uh, whatever your need is, we are here for you and for everyone who is in need. Today, we're going to talk about something that doesn't get talked about too much. And this is something I kind of wish that I learned in school. And that is the psychology of food shopping. And one thing you have to realize, especially if you have never really paid too much attention to attention to the grocery store and stores that you shop at, um, food shopping is not just a mundane um, routine. It's not just something that is uh, you go in and everything is random in the grocery store. It has become an aspect of human behavior that is heavily influenced by psychological factors. And an example, we're going to talk about some examples in a bit about how exactly grocery stores use psychology and the human psyche to encourage buyers to spend more on products they may not necessarily need. I'm sure there are times, especially if you are someone who's done your own shopping for a long time, there's been times that you've gone to the store and you have in mind what you want. You might think to yourself, I have this list or you have in mind, I just need to grab one item. How many times have we went and we walked out with more than what we were intending to get? Well, grocery stores have purposely designed stores to get your mind in that mindset of, okay, Maybe I do need this. Maybe I do need that. And so what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about some tricks that retailers use to encourage impulse purchases. They encourage impulse purchases, and we're going to look at some ways on how they get you to do it. Uh, First thing that they use, and this one is a popular one, is one that we love. And especially, you don't really see this this too often in grocery stores. I remember seeing this more often when I was younger, uh, when we would shop at Ingalls and Kroger. It would be a little more common to see this, but it's really not seen no more unless you shop at Sam's Club or Costco. Those two stores really rely on this first thing, and that is free samples. Free samples. Um, offering free samples is a popular tactic that retailers use to get customers to try out new products. And the thing is, once you as the customer has tasted that product, you are more likely to buy it. Or if you've tested a product, maybe there's a certain lotion that they're trying to sell or certain type of other items that you can 
touch or you can taste, you can use right then and there to help get you in the mindset, oh, maybe I should buy this product. And this is especially true when it is compared to something else that we're going to talk about that is uh, in another point. But we're going to keep the free samples in mind because this ties into another um, sub point that I have in this podcast episode that's going to tie in really good when it comes to free samples, especially when it comes to food. So free samples, very popular tactic. And uh, as I mentioned, most grocery stores do not use that tactic too much anymore. But if you go to Sam's Club and Costco, they definitely use that um, tactic still. And I think one reason they rely on that tactic so much is because when you go to Kroger or Walmart or any other store, which, and it could be any store in your area that you shop at that may not necessarily be the ones that I'm mentioning, but there's a chance that if you're going into the store, you could be going in just to pick up something as small as maybe a can of corn or maybe something you need that you missed from a recipe And so you go in and grab that one thing. Now, when you go into Costco and Sam's Club, you usually are going in there to pick up more than one item. You're most likely going to spend way or at least 50 or more dollars when you shop in there. So it makes sense for them to constantly use samples because they know that if you're coming in there, you're not coming in there to be cheap. And we're going to talk about bulk shopping in a later um, podcast. But free samples... Um, as great as they are, and I'm not saying don't ever get the free samples, but just keep in mind that they are not doing that out of the kindness of their heart. They're really hoping that you buy the product. Uh, second thing, second trick that retailers use to encourage impulse purchases is the placement of products. The placement of products. Retailers take care to strategically place products on shelves to catch the attention of shoppers. For instance, popular products are usually placed at eye level while generic products are placed at the bottom. And I have went to the grocery store since I have worked on this outline and I have noticed that even though this wasn't the case all the time, it was a general rule of thumb that the popular items The ones that were national brands were a little more easier to catch on the eye than the generic brands. Now, in a lot of cases, in some stores, you'll see that the national brands and the generic brands might be next to each other. But the thing is, is that the national brands are going to catch your attention and you are going to probably pay attention to those more. Another thing to keep in mind, too, is you need to keep in mind also how the store is laid out you ever notice that some of the most essential items you need such as meat eggs dairy bread are hardly ever placed in the same areas you ever feel like that you have to literally get in a good exercise to go from one part of the store to the other and again, there are some stores that that is not the case, but it is a general rule of thumb that a lot of these items, these important items, such as the bread, the meat, the dairy, the eggs, those things are usually not placed together. One or two of those items might be placed nearby or placed near each other or close by, but 
the other items are not going to be necessarily close. Um, for instance, there's a Kroger I shop at right down the street here. And it's interesting because it's dairy and it's egg section. Where it is located at in the corner of the store seems out of place because for the exception of the drinks that are located in the aisles, in the aisles nearby, most of the food items are way on the on the left side of the store, left of center from the store, which the center of the store is the frozen section. So uh, left of the frozen section is where most of the food is located. So you would think that perhaps the milk and dairy should be closer to the other food, but it's all the way over there. Um, and so you kind of think of this idea that they are trying to do everything they can to get you to try to spend as much money as possible. And by doing this and having these products placed so far apart, they're hoping that you will look at the items that they are trying to get you to buy. That's why they love end caps. End caps are those uh, end of the aisles um, or the beginning or end of the aisle, depending on which way you go when. You ever notice when you see those ends of the aisles, and again, they're called end caps, that you ever pay attention to the fact that sometimes the item that they have on that end cap may not be the same type of stuff that is in that aisle. Like for instance, you might see an end cap that has a brand new flavor of Doritos located on there, but the aisle that it's uh, an end cap on is a breakfast aisle. And and so they, they do this purposely because they're trying to get you to impulse buy products. And which that we're going to talk a little more about that in a, a later point down the road too, in this episode. Um, a third trick that retailers use to try to encourage impulse purchases is discount labels. Retailers label some products as discounted or on sale to make customers feel like they are getting a good deal. This sense of urgency motivates customers to make a purchase they might not have made otherwise. And a good one thing you do have to keep in mind is sometimes you have to keep in mind maybe what trick they're using for this. And sometimes it may not be a trick. There are some stores that are trying to clear out inventory to try to get some different items in. So there are going to be some things that are discounted and on sale. And I'm not saying don't take advantage of that, especially if it's items you need. For instance, um, I want to keep mentioning Kroger, but that's one of the biggest places to shop around here. But the Kroger stores, they have... Uh, Lately, I don't recall this being a thing forever, but at least the past few months, it's not been uncommon to go into the meat section and they would have a section of meats that is only $5. And it be a good, decent amount of food. Uh, it's usually chicken legs or pork chops that are usually $5. And the date's not bad on them. We, I've cooked them plenty of times and there's been nothing wrong with them, nothing that looks suspicious about them. So I'm not sure why they're $5, but I've not had an issue with that. And so, and I use it to try to stock up on meats in the, in my deep freezer for use later on. So stuff like that is great to use, but you have to keep in mind too, that there are some stores. Now I do not have official evidence as far as someone going in 
and investigating and trying to get some full facts on this. So this is just a suspicion I have. But there are certain stores that I feel like that they are always having sales. But I feel like, and I might be wrong, and if you think I'm wrong on this, please let me know. But I have a personal opinion that I feel like some stores purposely will have a set price and then they will raise the price above their set price, but then tell customers that it's marked down. And then the marked down price is back to the original price that they were going to sell it for. But you're going to buy it anyway because you think you're getting a good deal. And the reason why I say that I have a suspicion on this because there's been a couple of stores where I thought I was getting a good deal, but I pull up the Walmart app or I'll pull up Amazon. And I know you can't really beat Amazon's prices on some things, but I pull up Walmart uh, and I will see that I can literally get some of the same things they're trying to sell me on a quote unquote sale. I can get some of the same things for five, sometimes $10 cheaper. And so keep in mind that sometimes when you see something that's quote unquote on sale, keep and ask to yourself on sale compared to who based on everyone else's prices or based on their own prices. And again, I do suspect that they mock up the price, mock up above the price they were originally going to sell it for and then act like you're getting a good deal selling it at the price that they were had no intention on changing. So um, discount labels, keep that in mind. And, uh, even if it is a good deal, it is a good way to get yourself in trouble and go above your budget. If you have one, uh, number four, impulsive shopping, uh, retailers categorize their products into three groups, necessities, treats, and luxury items by placing affordable luxury items alongside everyday needs it's easier for customers to justify splurging on extra items. You might think to yourself when you go down an aisle, especially if you're in a store that sells both um, types of products. And when I say that, I'm talking about like um, not just necessities and treats, but more than the usual amount of luxury items. Like for instance, um, like Walmart, Super Target, Meyer. If you're not from the Midwest, you probably never heard of Meyer before, but Meyer's pretty much just another Walmart. It, those type of stores, it's real easy to see kind of the combination of those uh, placing these luxury items near everyday items and thinking, you know what, maybe we do have a little extra this paycheck. Maybe we can get that. And so they rely on placement of those items to get you to buy things. But one thing that retailers rely on the most, and this can tie into our first trick that we talked about with free samples. And one thing that retailers rely on the most to get you to impulse shop is shopping while you are hungry. Shopping while you are hungry. If there's one thing you can take from today's episode, if you're new to shopping, there's one thing you should try to do and try to avoid as humanly possible. It's not always going to be possible. I don't always follow this rule, but I tell you what, I can tell a difference when I do this versus when I don't. 
Eat before you shop. Do not go to the store hungry. Do not go to the store hungry. Um, reason I bring this up because there's actually a study that is that was done by Twin Cities uh, University of Minnesota, rather. Um, I said Twin Cities because that's the name of the website that this article is on. But what's interesting is um, University of Minnesota did a study and they found that hungry shoppers. And this is going to kind of blow your mind. This is really going to blow your mind. Hungry shoppers opted for 70 percent more products than their um, counterparts who were not hungry. You know, they ate or they were at least satisfied or full when they went shopping. Hungry participants bought on average 70% more products than their counterparts that were not hungry. Stores rely on you shopping when you're hungry because it's more money for them. And I'll put a link to that article in the description if you want to read it yourself. And not only for food shopping, but sometimes when you're when you're mind is thinking about food or thinking about getting out of the store out of the your mind doesn't always seem to operate fully as well because you're so concentrated on food or concentrated on being hungry you might make some impulse purchases on some other things too it may not be food related but and that's the reason why free samples when you're hungry is really really a big thing retailers that use free samples are hoping on they're hoping that they can capitalize on your hunger and you will take advantage of that free sample uh, that you got and go ahead and buy the product. <laughs> and they were hoping for that. And uh, number five, trick number five that retailers use to encourage impulse purchases um, is lighting and decor. Lighting and decor. Food retailers also pay attention to how the store looks and feels. By using bright and clear lighting, stores can make spaces more appealing and comfortable, which encourages customers to stay longer and spend more. Using bright and clear lighting, stores can make spaces more appealing and comfortable, which encourages customers to stay longer and spend more. Stores spend a lot of money trying to make their stores feel homey as much as possible. Now, how is that always going to be the case, especially if you shop at a store that a lot of people use and it's a ton of people there all the time or certain times of the day? Yeah, it can, it can be a headache. It could be in that feel, that anxiety where you just want to get away. But they are really specific about their lighting, about how bright the brightness of the store and trying to make the pay, trying to make their spaces comfortable and appealing, make you feel as comfortable as possible. So you want to stay as long as possible. You want to shop as long as possible. And that's the reason why certain stores will try to put certain items in different shelves 
even if the shelf placement does not make sense to kind of help control the flow of traffic so that they can try to keep certain amount of people in different aisles and try to maybe say, you know what, we want higher traffic in this aisles, but we do know that certain customers are going to want to be in this aisle. So we might draw a little more attention to this particular aisle over here and get them to spend more on this aisle. It's this little stuff, things here and there that they use to try to get customers to spend money. So keep in mind, food retailers have found ways to tap into the human psyche to influence purchasing behavior. And while these tactics may be effective for retailers, it is important that us, the customers, to be aware of these psychological tricks to make informed purchases and avoid impulse buying. We can easily fall into these psychological tricks without realizing it, and we need to try to do our best to make informed purchases and avoid and avoid impulse buying. Um, later in this uh, series we're doing, we're going to talk about ways to um, not impulse buy. Matter of fact, next week's episodes, uh, next week episode of how to shop smart on a tight budget, we'll cover some of those things. But I've been enjoying this series, and if you have any tips or things you want to share yourself, please encourage. I encourage you to contact us on Instagram or Facebook. Let us know. You all have a good rest of your evening. Have a good rest of your weekend, and never give up on your dreams. Thank you for listening to the Life After School podcast, hosted by Charles Prince. Check your favorite podcast platform for a new episode every Thursday. Never give up on your dreams. These walls fighting to create.